This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hi again, everybody. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, a Friday edition here on a, uh, a home Friday for the New Orleans Saints. Yes, finally, the Saints will be back home in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome tomorrow night. It's preseason game number three. The Saints taking on the Houston Texans. And uh, we'll have a little bit of a preview for you with uh, interviews today from defensive coordinator Dennis Allen and safety Kenny Vaccaro today. As the uh, Saints and Texans continue their work together, they are currently on this Friday at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome going through a joint walkthrough. Uh, and more specifically for the Saints, it's a chance for all the new guys uh, to get in there and, okay, this is where the locker room is and this is the tunnel to the field. And, oh, by the way, the turf is different every year, so everybody gets a chance to check out the new turf at the Dome and the lighting and everything else. So that's on the schedule today for the Saints. But, really, this wraps up training camp for the New Orleans Saints, too, as they head into tomorrow night's preseason game with the Houston Texans. And then kind of regular season mode on a short week next week for the fourth and final preseason game. And then here we go, regular season. We've got a big show for you. As we mentioned, Dennis Allen and Kenny Vaccaro. But also today, we're very pleased to have a visit with Basketball Hall of Famer and the head coach of the Kentucky Wildcats, John Calipari, an exclusive one-on-one interview with him. As uh, Coach Cal is willing to visit about the Pelicans' recent camp, if you will, an informal camp uh, for the Pelicans up at the University of Kentucky. Of course, the Pelicans feature four Kentucky Wildcats on the roster, three of whom were coached by Coach Cal, so this is a perfect tie-in and uh, some great basketball talk here on this Friday in between basically schedule release and everybody coming back to get going here after Labor Day. So uh, fantastic visit with Coach Cal today. He'll talk about uh, not only the Pelicans and how they're made up now around these Kentucky players, most notably, obviously, Cousins and Davis, but you know Rondo and then now the reemergence of Darius Miller, too, but what this team could look like and what he's noticed uh, up in Lexington and the fact that the week concludes for all of them and Coach Cal tonight with the, uh, the basically the annual alumni game. They've, they've had different variations of this, whether it be softball or actual alumni basketball game or skills competition, but that's tonight up in Lexington for all you big Blue Nation folks out there. I know it's a big day on the basketball calendar here in the midst of August. So great stuff today. Speaking of the Pelicans, don't forget to sign up for Pelicans Insider at pelicans.com today to get early access to our single-game ticket presale for the 2017-18 season. Big news there because up until now, you've only been able to get in on either full or half-season tickets or the 12-game mini plans. Make sure you sign up for Pelicans Insider at pelicans.com to get upcoming early access to the single-game ticket presale for that schedule that we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks. All right, so with that, we want to take a break since we've got so much content today and our guest list is of such a high caliber. We'll take a quick early break here, and when we come back, we'll jump in with head coach John Calipari. If you don't want to miss out on any of the action, get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. 
plus text with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. What's up, Pelican fans? This is Anthony Mackey, a shorter, talented version of Anthony Davis, and you are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Go Pelicans. Welcome back. As promised, Hall of Fame head coach of the Kentucky Wildcats, John Calipari, kind enough to join us as they're getting set here on Friday night to uh, have their big Kentucky alumni game. And, and by the way, Coach, I do want to ask you about that because all of it goes to a great cause. But I just want to first thank you for basically hosting the New Orleans Pelicans and, uh, and their informal workouts over the last week. You've become New Orleans North in some form or fashion, haven't you? <laughs> well, you know, these, uh, you got four of our guys on the team, and uh, two of them are all-stars. Uh, one has is you know the championship level, and and the other is breaking through. And Darius Miller, but I, all I can tell the the fans is that this happened. Uh, a few, I think it was five or six years ago. The Thunder came up and did the same thing. Those guys went two a days, just like this team. They did a lot of team building, just like this team. This morning they did yoga, uh, and they did it as a group. Um, they're playing against each other. They're doing drills, and 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 if you're going to be a good team, especially in the West, and you and I've talked about it, you got to be player driven. It's got to be empowered by them. It's not management. It's the coaching. Yes, you have to have it, but everybody has it in that league. It's a team full of guys that winning comes first. I mean, I'm watching out here, and Anthony will defer. You're looking at Rondo, really have a handle on what they're trying to do. Um, you and I talked about Drew. I think he is ridiculous how good he is. Uh, I'm watching him, and, and you forget how talented he really is. And I think with the way the team is being pieced together, it's pretty good. And Frank Jackson, let me say this. People don't realize the league has become a hit-or-miss league. You've got to make shots. If you don't make shots, you better be so special somewhere else. He makes baskets. He can play either guard position, but I think he's going to be a terrific pro. It sounds to me, Coach, like you, you're you saying there should be zero concerns about whether there's good fit with this group or not. Well, what I'm seeing right now, um, you know, you'd always like to have one or two more guys. That's every team or every coach. But what I'm seeing, when you start and you have the beginnings of two all-stars and now your guard play just got better, um, when you're talking, they had a team dinner last night that everybody went to. I mean, when you when you have a culture of uh, Anthony really being aggressive when they're doing drills together and maybe getting on a guy or two if they're going through the motions. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm just sitting here saying I've seen this act before when I saw the Thunder come in, and it's kind of like they're, they're slowly changing a culture, and they want to put winning first. And we're all willing to do this to win. We, we're here. We do not want to lose. Well, that's the first step to, wanting, to winning. Losing becomes when everybody's just trying to get theirs and leave me alone and, you know, I need to do my thing. And, and look, you got a bunch of guys that are established pros. you got some young guys that are going to have to learn. But I'll tell you, when they make a commitment to do what I'm seeing here, 
wow, it's a great first step. Then you got to stay healthy. I mean, look, most of the teams in the league, they're going to have to stay healthy to really be where they need to be. A few of them can take some things and bumps and bruises, and they'd be fine, and they don't lose it. Uh, uh, anything, but most of the teams in the league. So you got to stay healthy. Uh, you're in the West, which is ridiculous, and it seems like more and more players are trying to go west. They want to, you know, that. So that that seems to be uh, out there. But I'll tell you what, I'm uh, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with the, uh, um, you know, the camaraderie and uh, the look. This is voluntary, and everybody showed, including Frank, who can't go yet. <laughs> Cal, have you wondered, at least to yourself, what it would have been like to coach Cousins and Davis together on one of your teams? Well, yeah, you would have had John Wall on that team and Eric Pleasant <laughs> on that team. And we can get Michael Kidd on that team. Uh, Brandon Knight on that team. Uh, uh, Ennis Cantor on that team. And, uh, uh, you know, we would have – yeah, we would have – I would have kind of liked doing that. <laughs> we would have uh, – but, you know, th- this – you know, I'm, I, I sometimes I wonder if we had guys for three and four years like the old days, what this would be like. But you know what? What we're able to do, and you know, it, it's funny that seventy percent of our kids get drafted. Now, that's for listeners that that's that is so outrageous. Like that has to be a lie. Well, it's not. But seventy percent of our kids get drafted and then the greatest one is 75 percent of those are getting to second contracts and third contracts the salaries of our players from kentucky in the league is well over a billion dollars and that's not shoe contracts and endorsements it's over a billion um so yeah i would like them to stay in school longer but you know what it hasn't hurt us i'm happy for these kids how about the Community Assist Award, which is an award players really strive for in the NBA, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. They strive. They work. They And it's not just about giving money. It's about being involved, giving time. John Wall won it. Who was the runner-up? Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis. Two of our guys. So it's not just their basketball. They're learning. They're, they're good people. Um, and then to see them here... And no, winning matters. They played here. All those kids that played here won over 30 games, lost two or three or four, final fours and, and, and national titles. And, and, and so now losing stinks. It stinks. And the fans think, well, the guy makes a lot of money, so he's fine. No, he's not. It stinks when you play. And every one of these guys – you're going to be evaluated not just on your numbers or how much money you made. They know their legacy is going to be based on did they win. And if this crew can begin that process and that climb, this could be crazy. Now, it may be this year, climb again, next year, climb again, and all of a sudden where you want to be as the West gets older, thank you, because right now, woo, I mean, you know, there's, you know, other than maybe the bus not showing up, there's some, make, <laughs> you know, there's some good teams, boy. 
Well, it, it'll make you weak in the knees, and I don't envy any of the head coaches that have to deal with this situation in the West right now. Um, Coach, you know, you talked about your guys and legacy and everything else. I won't sit here and pretend to think that a week like this one compares with winning a national championship or watching you guys, uh, your guys get selected on NBA draft night. But I just kind of have this feeling, knowing you just a little bit, that this alumni week and 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 having Anthony and Demarcus and, and Rajan and, and Darius and those guys want to bring others to Lexington, that this week must hold pretty high on your calendar as well, doesn't it? It, it does, and, and let me say why. You, you, you'll have people, I, well, I don't want to do this. I, you know, I can't create a relationship with a kid in one year. And I'm like, what? I mean, these kids are here. They know we care about them. They know we love them. They know we were about them, which means they're loyal back to us. And that's because they know, you know, they made everything about me, and then I worried about winning. And so they do come back, and they do get involved, and they do help. Um, you know, we've had even this team I have this year, we, we, we're back to, I don't know, the 13, the 14, 15 team I had where we started five freshmen. That could be the same case here. We may start five freshmen. Uh, this will be the youngest team, most inexperienced team I've ever coached, me, like I've ever coached. <laughs> but you know what? I love these, te- these kids, and they are kids. They're 18 and 19, a couple 17-year-olds just turned 18. I mean, they're young, and, and, and this is all part of it. But because of how we do it, because we're about them, even if they're here one year or two, this becomes home. It's family, and it's not fake. It's not about the banners. And Yeah, they all want to win. They want to win national titles. They want to win every game they play. But it's about being with each other. It's about, like, be, they tell me when these guys go on the road, they go have dinner together. If you go to another, they'll call, what are you doing? Let's go have dinner. And then they play the game. I mean, this is family here, even though, you know, some of them aren't here but a year. Coach, I know you love to teach. Um, so what is it that you would want to teach this group of Pelicans that you've gotten to see in your facility this week? as they depart, you know, and head off to an NBA training camp here in the midst of all that they have in front of them? Well, one thing is, um, if you're going to win, you you got to be based defensively. Like, what are our schemes? How are we playing pick and roll? How are we playing ISOs? And, and, and you know, you you got Alvin there, who's a terrific coach. they got to come up with that as a team. I would imagine... Alvin's going to give them some say in how they want to do some of this because he's got young veterans. They're veterans, but they're very young. Second thing is they got to have that high motor offense where they share the ball because now you add one more guy, it's what you need. I'm telling you, in in the West, you better have three all-stars. You ready for this? To have a chance. (laughs) I don't know if you heard what I just said. To have a chance. And and now – Let's say, let's, let's do this together. Let's a high-motor offense where we share the ball, and let's have some great schemes defensively, and let's go play ball. Let's go play. Let's react to situations. Let's be about each other. Uh, let's, let's be able to coach each other. Let's be able to hold each other accountable, all that kind of stuff. It's all worthwhile, that's for sure. Coach, before I let you go, will you 
Will you give me the rundown on Friday night and and what this means for a lot of folks? The the annual alumni game, and I may be I may be getting the title wrong here, but I guess that's the way I've always described it. I guess. Yeah, it, it's an alumni game. We have uh, some of the guys from the NBA. We have some uh, some of the older guys that uh, are no longer playing uh, professionally in any way. They'll come back and they play from seven to eight. We'll probably throw in a three point shooting contest and see which guys want to get in there and, and shoot if they're. Uh, you know, because we got all these guys talking about how they shoot the ball. I said, okay, do it in front of 15,000 people here. Mm-hmm. And But the money all goes to charity, and we give it away that night. So we have a fantasy camp that goes along with it every year. Last year we played a softball game. This year we're going back to the alumni game. One year we did North Carolina against Kentucky. Uh, we may do that something like that again next year. And uh, But what you have is – that night, uh, we give away almost a million dollars, and we give it away, and you know, with matching funds, and the the people that are getting the money come in, they get the big checks, and um, but we we about we give about a million away a year doing this. So we use this weekend um, with this fantasy camp, and what the fantasy camp is is guys between the age of thirty five and seventy come in and they become Kentucky players and there's like 50, 60 of them along with coaches, uh, assistant coaches, and then we coach them and we have a tournament and we play and we teach and we do film studies and they become a Kentucky player uh, for the weekend. And then we, we tie it all together and it, it raises over a million dollars. That's fantastic. That sounds like a lot of fun too, Coach. John Calipari, Hall of Famer uh, and uh, I guess host of the New Orleans Pelicans this week. Coach, Thanks for uh, hosting our guys. Good luck this weekend and the upcoming season, and and hopefully uh, Big Blue Nation will be very proud of the New Orleans Pelicans that they have a, a pro team they can track along with us this year too. Well, you're going to have some fun, and uh, I think the fans will see the difference. I think they're going to look and say, wow, I can visually, I see it and I feel it. And that's the start of that climb. And uh, it's Look, having a bunch of good players is just one piece of it. If you don't have that, I don't. You can look good. You can. You can't win. The other side of it is having a terrific group of talent who are willing to play together, and that's what you're seeing now. So I wish them well. I'll be rooting for them. I'll probably get down for a game or two. You know, I love New Orleans. We won our national title down there. I don't think my teams have ever lost in that city. How about that? Like, I want to play home games in New Orleans. We don't lose down there. Rub- it, when's the Final Four back there? i got to get my team back in the Final Four down in New Orleans. Uh, two more years maybe, Coach? All right. Well, that's what I'm shooting for. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> r- Rupp South, we'll, we'll take it. That's for sure. Oh, and, and, and by the way, anytime that you want to pass along any great embarrassing stories about DeMarcus, Anthony, Darius, any of the guys – I uh, feel free. Well, we, let me say yep. this. They were in here talking about me embellishing, and it, none of it was true. <laughs> joking and laughing, and I did this and I did that. I should try to get my. I never did any of that. So they, they make up their story. So all, all anybody listening to this, if they ever get out there and start saying stuff about me, I'm telling you right now, it's not true. All right. It, well, I'll tell you what it is. Fake news. No question. Fake news. <laughs> fake news. Uh, we've got your number, Coach. <laughs> if we need to call you for a rebuttal uh we'll, we'll bring you up because i have a feeling they'll run Thank their you. mouths uh, at the most inopportune time so 
<laughs> All right. Coach, thanks. thanks. You guys, um, I'll be rooting for him. Sounds good. We'll be rooting for you as well. Thanks, Coach. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com. Your first stop when following your teams. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We turn our attention to the New Orleans Saints. And preseason game number three is going to be a big one tomorrow night at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. The sold out. And the big stars are uh, scheduled to play. Drew Brees, Cam Jordan, Adrian Peterson, Mark Ingram, and others. We should see them all by... uh, by 7 o'clock tomorrow night. We'll see how long each of those folks play uh, in the preseason game against the Texans. And the Texans, of course, bring their own star power and guys like J.J. Watt, Jadavian Clowney, Brian Cushing, Aaron Moore. And, of course, they've got an interesting quarterback situation going on right now with Tom Savage as the starting quarterback and then Deshaun Watson, who we got to watch practice yesterday here at the Oshner Sports Performance Center. Uh, if he tucks the ball and goes, uh, he is a load of trouble. <laughs> but right now... Tom Savage is listed at number one. Deshaun, excuse me, Deshaun Watson, number two, uh, under center for the Texans, as we saw in practice and then learned from John McClain earlier this week from the Houston Chronicle. So uh, with that being said, uh, all eyes again tomorrow night on the Saints defense. And with that, we uh, got a chance to catch up yesterday with Saints defensive coordinator Dennis Allen. Dennis, what have you been pleased with most to this point? Well, look, I think, the, I think first and foremost I'm pleased with the way our guys are out there competing. And that's where it all starts is, is through competition. And, and our guys are coming out every day, coming to work and trying to get better, and, and they're competing. And so uh, that's a good thing. I mean, I, I saw some positive signs in the game last week against, against the Chargers, and, and, you know, I'm looking for, you know, see us take another step up this week. Are, is your group faster, or is it just I'm being deceived at – of what I'm seeing so close during camp. No, I, I feel like we've got a little bit more athleticism on the field, and, and that's, always a, that's always a good thing. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, th- this game has become such a wide-open, spread-out offensive game that, that you really need to have speed on the field uh, because it, 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 uh, your ability to play in open spaces uh, is going to determine your, your, whether you're, you know, how you are defensively you know, how good you are defensively. So I think we made a conscious effort to get more athletic, uh, specifically at the linebacker position. I think we've been able to do that. Dive deep on those linebackers for me, will you? Yeah, well, look, I think it's a good group. I mean, I think we got a little bit of, you know, some mixture of some youth, uh, some experience. You know, we've got some new blood that's coming into the organization. Uh, I've been very impressed with the way that they've, they've kind of bonded as a group. Uh, they're continuing to work every day, I think, you know, having guys like A.J. Klein and, and Manti Teo who can come in and, and uh, kind of be the communicators for the defense, I think, that's, I think that's been a positive for us. Has A.J. in any way exceeded what you thought you'd get when he came to the club? Uh, well, look, here's what you don't know. When, when you've never been around a guy, you don't know exactly what you're getting. You watch the tape and you, you have your reports from 
when a guy came out in college as to what the guy's personality is and how he reacts with his teammates and how he is in the meeting room and that type of stuff. But you don't really know until you get him here. And, and uh, what I will say is I've been, I've been thoroughly pleased with, with what I've seen out of him. You said um, you mentioned playing in space. Can you help me understand more the way that you're asking Kenny Vaccaro to play, what his role is as it expanded? It seems like you've put him in a lot of different spots. Yeah, I'd say it's very similar to uh, the way that we used him last year, um, probably playing a little bit more in the deeper part of the field, whether it's a deep half or, or deep middle third. Uh, Kenny's probably best when he's closer to the line of scrimmage. Uh, but, you know, you get a lot of teams that are going to you know, have these athletic tight ends that really present some matchups on maybe a smaller nickel player, you know, maybe the bigger uh, linebacker, you know, he's a little bit more athletic than that guy, but yet he's bigger than the nickel. And, uh, and that's where Kenny comes in because Kenny's got the athleticism uh, to run uh, and move with these big tight ends, but he also has the physicality to match up with them. Are there still as many question marks, Dennis, at this point surrounding the cornerbacks, or have you learned a lot more and feel better here heading into the tail end of, of camp? Well, I, look, I think, we've, I think we've learned a lot more as we've gone on. Um, you know, we still got a long way to go with that position. Again, I go back to the competition part. I think these guys are, are doing a great job of competing every down. Uh, we've put them in a lot of man-to-man coverage, and, 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 you know, to this point, I think they've performed pretty well. And, and so, you know, always with young guys, you, you know, as the, as the stakes go up, you know, right now we're in preseason games, but as you start getting into the regular season, you know, you're, 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 you're anxious and excited to see how they perform. Do you have the same eagerness to figure out who's going to rush opposite Cam Jordan than as do the fans, I guess, at this point? Well, I, th- I think we've got options, okay. and that's a, that's, that's a great thing to have. You know, I think, I think Hal's done a nice job opposite Cam, you know, in the sub uh, downs. Uh, Trey Hendrickson, a guy that we drafted. Alex o- Okafor, a guy that we signed in free agency. I mean, I think, I think we've got some – you know, Cam's going to be kind of our benchmark rusher, but yet I think there's some other options uh, that I think will 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 provide some pressure on the quarterbacks that's going to help Cam out. Let's talk about the preseason game on Saturday night. Two-fold question here. Number one, is this the preseason game where you try and get your best look at what you may project as your ones and twos for the season? Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's probably a little bit more uh, game-like, but yet still... Um, you know, we're looking at this as a preseason game. We're not going through a full game planning process against this team. We're obviously kind of getting that a little bit with the practices mm-hmm. that we're going to have against them. So, uh, but, but I would say that, you know, uh, in general, I would say that you're probably going to see a little bit more of, of uh, kind of the ones out there, and, and, uh, and they'll play a little bit more in this game. The flip side of that would be this. Coach, would you mind sharing – perhaps a couple of guys who may have their reps increase this weekend so as you can get a further look at them. Yeah, well, you know, that's pr- probably hard, hard to tell uh, right now. We haven't had a chance to talk with, with Coach about that yet. But I would say, look, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll get more reps for Marshawn Lattimore. I think he's a guy that, that, that really needs to get out there and, and, uh, and get some reps. I'm hopeful that we'll get a little bit more look at, at Trey Hendrickson. You know, he's a guy that's missed a little bit of time. Uh, so I, I think those are probably two guys that I'm, I'm kind of excited to, to hopefully get a few more reps and, and uh, kind of get their game legs up under them a little bit. Coach, thanks. All right, no problem. Staying on the defensive side of the football, it's been a great camp for Kenny Vaccaro, and uh, Kenny's role has expanded a little bit, although he may say a little differently here in our, in our visit 
Uh, but Kenny gives us his thoughts on how camp has gone for him, what's uh, most challenging to him right now, what he's most proud of, and where things stand with the Saints defense. Kenny, let's just start with your, your thoughts on the joint practice with the Texans today. What'd you like? What was challenging? It was good, man. Anytime you can go against a different team and get out here and compete, it's always good for us to see those looks. Um, we go against the offense every day, so sometimes we know some of the plays that are coming. But with them, though, I mean, unless you study a little film, you're not going to know much. You just have to trust your technique. Um, it was competitive, and uh, I enjoyed it. Has camp gone the way you thought it would for you? Definitely. Um, I mean, there's obviously things I, I would like to correct when I'm on the field, but no football player is perfect. But um, knock on wood, I've been healthy. Um, been communicating better. I've, I've, I've done all the goals that I set before camp. Is your role growing in any way? Uh, a little bit. I mean, anytime, anytime you want to be that 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 guy on defense, that alpha dog, there's always pressure. And I mean, not not everybody can handle it. Not everybody can handle having eyes on you. And so, anytime there's pressure, there's all your role's always growing. They always you you got to make the play. Um, you got to be the guy that's always doing right to set the example. And I'll do it. I, I feel like I can handle any situation, any type of pressure. I mean, I'm not perfect. I'm going to mess up, but I always will bounce back. So that's the main thing. Kenny, when we've spoken before, we've we've gone over the fact that you love getting in the box and you mm-hmm. love getting up and being physical. Yeah. What are you enjoying about playing in more space and, and that challenge? Well, I mean, to be honest, I think we get a misconception about the way I've been used for my whole career. I'm, 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 I'm Anthony Nickel. I'm always in space. Guys say he's a box, box, box. That's really because I'm beside the box at the nickel position. Um I got a knack for playing, playing inside, reading the runs, but I've always played in space in my life. I mean, that's all I did when I played for the Texas, the Big 12, everything's space. That's all it is. So, I mean, it's, it's not foreign ground to me. It's, it's really easy. Kenny, play analyst for me here a little bit. Who's jumping out at you as far as players that are around you, especially the younger guys? Uh, probably AZ, Alex Anzalone, if I said that right. Um, I like, I like how athletic he is. Um, he's young. He makes some mistakes, but at the same time, there's a couple plays in the game where he makes open field tackle, and I don't know if we necessarily had that from the linebacker position consistently in a long time. I like his length. Um, he listens when I talk to him. You can tell when the guys are blowing a veteran off or they're at pause, sorry, <laughs> or actually listening to him. Um, he does a good job with that, and he wants to be great. Kenny, you were vocal enough after the first preseason game, which proved to be a loss. You wanted your team to win, obviously, yeah. and the benefits of that. Mm-hmm. So how did it feel after this past Sunday to get a win against the Chargers, albeit in a preseason game? It felt great. And, and, and you want these new rookies to feel that winning. That You want to build a winning culture. I don't care if it's backyard football, um, if we're going to play baseball over there at Zephyr Field. You want these guys to start building a winning culture. And uh, it felt good. I mean, it didn't count, but it sure as hell mattered. As far as cleaning things up, the tuning that has to go on now over the next two weeks, if you had to make a wish list, what were some of the th- what are some of the things that you'd say, hey, if we can get this, this, and this, I'd be really pleased? Um, just over-communicating as a defense. Um, there's a lot of times, even me, I do it sometimes, where I know, I know a play that's coming or I know something that's about to happen, and I don't tell the guy. I just use that information for myself. But what use is it to me when this guy can make the play, you know? And uh, I've been – as a whole defense, we need to do that more. Um, but that's about it. Okay. Thanks, All right, man. Appreciate it. All right, so there you have it. And that uh, takes us up to kickoff tomorrow night at 7. We'll recap the game on Monday. Have a whole lot more for you, too, as the Saints get started on that short week uh, leading into the Ravens preseason game, which is Thursday night. Wow, that's going to be quick. Um, but we'll have a good look at it on Monday's Black and Blue Report. And then on Wednesday, we'll have a little more uh, of a preview of the fourth and final preseason game, probably zeroing in on a number of guys that will be seeing significant snaps 
in hoping to make one last impression for the Saints or any of the other 31 NFL teams, as that's going to be kind of the modus operandi of that fourth and final preseason game. Uh, one thing, other thing we're going to delve into a little bit next week, and it has a huge impact on that fourth preseason game, is the fact that we just have the one roster cut down now on the Saints side, or the NFL side, I should say. We'll go from 90 to 53. It used to be kind of a two-step process, just one big cut, 90 to 53, and it comes right after that fourth and final preseason game. So we'll uh, delve into that topic a little more uh, next week right here on this very podcast. Thanks again to all of our friends up at the University of Kentucky helping us get together with head coach John Calipari. We're very gracious for his visit um, and uh, certainly uh, enjoyed it very much, and to Dennis Allen and Kenny Vaccaro as well. Hope you have a great weekend, everybody. And by the way, um, those of you uh, who may be listening to our podcast to our west, uh, we're wishing you all the best weather-wise this weekend. Uh, the Texans who are in town with us this weekend, they're in our thoughts and prayers because their minds obviously are with friends and family back home as well. And so uh, we're hoping for the best in what is appearing to be a pretty precarious and a somewhat, well, not somewhat, a dangerous situation with the weather. So. Uh, we have you in our thoughts and prayers. We're wishing you all the best, and we hope that uh, things go as smoothly as they can under all these circumstances. On that note, I'm Sean Kelly. We'll see you after the weekend. <laughs>